Welcome back to this new podcast and today we're going to share, I'm going to share with you um, how I would invest my first $1,000 if I started again from out from zero right now. So I'm going to share my own opinion with you about what I would do with uh, the first $1,000. Obviously, this is my own opinion, so do not take uh, don't do not take it this as a financial advice. Obviously, make your own research and develop your own opinion. That's super important. But uh, if you're ready, make this disclaimer so let's get started first of all um, we need to find a great broker okay that's so important a broker if you don't know it's the intermediary that allows you to access the stock market and buy shares as a normal person let's say that the stock market it's not like a public pay- place when where wherever where anyone can go and say hey I want 10 stocks of Apple I want five stocks of Visa whatever no you cannot do that you need a financial intermediary and that's called a broker so after there are thousands Thousands of different brokers. Ones are more dedicated to long-term investors. Others are more dedicated for day traders. Others are more professional. Others are more like, let's say, conservative. So choosing the right broker for you is the most uh, the most important thing you you the most important decision you can do when you start when you decide to start investing so in my opinion the best broker right now this is obviously not a paid uh, it's not a paid message it's not a paid promotion it's my own opinion it's the broker i do use right now and i do encourage my, my clients to use okay it's called interactive brokers okay but you can use a lot of brokers just you have to make sure that the commissions are not abusive okay you need to have um choose a broker with low commissions because if you even if you have a well it's more more important this if you have a tiny amount of money like one thousand dollars five thousand dollars you need to have a broker with low commissions because otherwise you will be paying a lot of your portfolio in every operation you open or everything even every order you 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 send you will paying you will be paying a lot of money so we don't like that so choose first of all a great broker and a, a broker without uh, huge commissions I do recommend as I said interactive brokers is obviously a regulated broker by the SEC okay SEC the financial um, I think it's security exchange commission the, the the letters but it's regulated also in in I think United Kingdom Germany Spain Europe in parts of Latin America it's regulated too obviously Canada Australia and it's one of the best brokers you can you can choose in my opinion it's of it's also uh, traded okay in the stock market so you can even take a look to their financial statements check that balance is okay the cash flow statement is okay you can even analyze the company for making sure that it's not gonna go to bankruptcy or whatever but in my opinion it's one of the best brokers and you should choose them I know there's other popular brokers in, for example, in the US, Robinhood is one of the most popular ones because it has no commissions or very, very low commissions. But be careful with Robinhood because in the past we have seen quite episodes that at least I do not like them. For example, remember when AMC and GameStop started to skyrocket, they skyrocket their shares because there was a short squeeze and a lot of um, retail investors were buying and, and that was making a lot of um, 
a lot of um, of yes um, funds bigger investment funds to go to bankruptcy and lost a lot of uh, lose a lot of money so remember that Robinhood limited the pe the amount of people that could trade that shares those shares sorry interactive brokers does not do that so Robinhood may be may be a, a best choice if you are a beginner 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 if you have absolutely no idea about stock market maybe Robinhood is the best choice if you are starting but I do recommend make the jump to interactive brokers at first because the low commissions and the security that you have um, having a real and serious uh, broker. So first thing, I will choose a proper broker and in my case, interactive brokers. If you're in Europe, okay, I know there, I think that there is a Robinhood equivalent. It's called Trading212. It has no commissions, but it's super simple to use. But again, these brokers are very and very likely to do things, let's say weird things, when something strange happens. For example, that short squeeze that we talk about of in AMC or in GameStop, trading 212 in this case, this broker I'm talking about. And I think he limited the operation, the operative, and those stocks. They were not allowing people to sell their stocks. Uh, weird things. So I, in my case, and my recommendation is that you should choose interactive brokers um, the first time. Okay. So first, we once we have uh, selected the the broker, let's see what I would do with that first thousand bucks. First of all, I would take that a 40% of that money, okay? In this case, if you're investing your first thousand dollars, it's uh, $400. If you're investing your first uh, five grand, it's uh, uh, five, um, oh, what I said, man, it's uh, 200, with, well, 210, sorry, I, <laughs> math, it's not my, my, it's not my great point, but you, you see, okay? I would, take that 40% of that amount and invest it first in a ETF um, that replicates, for example, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, or even if you want something more diversified, the MSCI World ETF. What's an ETF? Okay, an ETF is an exchange trade fund. It's like an investment fund, okay, like typical investment fund, but trade it like a stock, okay? You can, so there's has uh, some advantages. For example, you can, there's more liquidity in that market and you can buy and sell um, part participations of that ETF in the second. For example, I don't know if you have ever um, contracted a, invest a typical investment fund. It, it usually takes between two or three days to make effective that buy or that sell because there's no, there's not a lot of liquidity and it's not traded. In the case of the ETF, you can buy it in the second and you can, in the moment, sorry, and you can sell it in the moment. So in my opinion, it's, it's better. And for buying that, those ETFs, you can buy it in, um, in your broker. In, in this case, in interactive brokers, you, ser you search S&P 500 ETF and you will see a lot of um, ETFs from Vanguard. They're in pounds. If you're in, in the UK, you, you should choose th those ones. Or buy iShares, that it's a company owned by BlackRock. If you are in America, it's the best choice for you as that company is in dollars. So first of all, you, you should Take a ETF. I should take an ETF, S and P five hundred ETF, or I should take a ETF that replicates the MSCI World ETF. Which is the difference? Okay, the difference is that the S and P five hundred is the well, the five hundred best best five hundred stocks in the U.S. market. Obviously, 
ponderated in the in the meaning of that Apple has more importance inside that ETF than for exa- that um, for example uh, waste management because Apple is a bigger company than waste management so if Apple moves a um, for example five percent in a year uh, up it's gonna hit more it's gonna imply more uh, in the ETF that if waste management move a five percent up okay because uh, again Apple is a bigger company so it um, it wastes more in the ETF I don't know if you get me but that's super simple so um, you should choose the MSCI World ETF if you want a more diversific- diversified investment. If you were, if you want, obviously the best U.S. companies, but you want to the best Chinese companies, you want to the best um, European companies, the best UK companies. For example, Louis Vuitton, AMSL, um, Barclays, etc. So this is um, this is your own opinion. I would choose the S&P 500, but you can choose whatever whatever you want. The second uh, the second thing I would do is uh, dedicate a 30% of my portfolio to invest in some long-term companies that I think are trading below the fair value or they are they are very um, they are a, a very quality business so I would like to own the shares of that company. For example, in my case, I do love companies like Visa, MasterCard, Google, or John Deere and Company because I do think that those businesses are have a lot of competitive advantages and they are going to perform very good in the next in the following years. So I would always like to to have some um, some uh, some part of my portfolio invest in those companies. In your case, they could be another company, okay, or another companies. I this is again super super personal okay I have my own way to to analyze companies you could have another different way if you like for example dividends you can here invest in some dividend companies like AT&T or uh, 3M I personally do not recommend doing that but if you want you are completely free but the thing here the point here is that you have to dedicate around 30% of your first investment portfolio in having some shares some long-term investment some long-term shares of companies of very big companies or very great companies it's most great companies not that big companies for for example i don't like um, owning shares at least right now of apple i do think it's a it's a quite overvalued so i would not buy shares of apple even it's one of the it's the biggest company in of the world but for example in the case of google i do think that google is quite undervalued so i would and even i in fact i own actually more than 100 shares of google that's i think more 100 shares now the google stock is at 200 so the is more than twenty thousand dollars i have invested right now in google so yes i quite believe in the company and with the remaining 30 percent that remember first of all 40 percent in etfs i don't know if you want to replicate i don't care if you want to replicate the s&p 500 or the msci world etf okay i don't care but you should invest 40 percent of your portfolio around 40 percent of your portfolio in a like in the stock market in general but in the overall stock market then 30% in your personal, let's say, personal bets to the long term. For example, I said, as I said, Google, Duran Co., MasterCard, Visa, whatever you like. And then with the remaining 30%, and I think this is the most important, the most interesting part of this podcast, I would dedicate it to swing trade. Basically, swing trade is a speculate in the market on the short term. 
Um, be be careful with this. I'm not meaning day trading, okay? Be careful. I do not recommend day trading to anyone. I think it's unpredictable. Uh, what I would do is owning shares for between one to six weeks. This obviously depends, but in the most of the cases between one to six weeks uh, of companies that are in a great uptrend, breaking out to new all-time highs and definitely making more dynamic profit. Okay, if you have never heard about what swing trading is, I do recommend you to read to, to these two following books. The first of all is Trade Like a Stock Market Wizard by Mark Minervini, one of the best swing traders of all the time. I do recommend their books. It's one of the best. He won uh, two times the um, the U.S. investment tournament with uh, with um, profitabilities or be, uh, well way over the hundred percent a year. It's it's absolutely insane. And I do I live of making swing trading in my own uh, with with my clients with the money of my clients in in our investment fund we swing trade with all the money we have so it's it's a beautiful strategy and if you learn how to swing trade properly it's like the real way to make money in the stock market and having a risk management and in control so uh, other book i do recommend you about swing trading is uh, how to trade in the stock market it is no how to make money in the stock market i think it's by william o'neill so if you search in amazon how to trade in the stock market william o'neill it will appear that that, that book it's it's on its most fam famous book and it's absolutely a must read if you want to be great in the in the in this uh, strategy. So that's swing trading. I would at first, at least, while you're not maybe a professional. Okay, I understand if that you're investing your first thousand dollars. You should have risk under control. You should, as I said, dedicate all, um, around 40% of your money in replicating the overall stock market. That's quite chill, let's say this way. Then 30% in your own personal bets. As I said, great companies for the great for the long term. Companies with low debt. Companies companies with very interesting and competitive advantages. Okay, like in this case, Visa, Mastercard. They are well, American Express. If you want, I do like that that company too. They are like monopolistics and Google again monopolistic. John Deere and company quite monopolistics with uh, competitive advantages in advantages in cost, for example. Caterpillar, for example, the, again, the, the company for, yes, for machinery, um, waste management too. Maybe if you want something about, something related with energy, uh, Occidental Petroleum, uh, ticker OXY, it could be a great choice for you. It's one of the biggest bets right now uh, of the legendary investor Warren Buffett, but you can choose whatever you want, but uh, try to be, try they to be uh, great and quality stocks. Do not buy something, some biotech, super, super small stock because that usually ends uh, bad. And then the last 30%, you, I put a list dedicated to swing trade, start learning, start choosing, start trying. And uh, eventually I would uh, be, uh, become a, quite good at swing trading and dedicate more and more of my portfolio into that discipline. And I think it's a, the best one for making money in the stock market. So that's the podcast. So that has been the podcast of today. If you like that episode, please, you can rate this podcast, this, this uh, program in Spotify with five stars, in Apple Podcasts with five stars, I think. 
in Apple Podcast, it works with stars. I don't know now if it's stars or just numbers, but you rate, you can rate it like a 10 out of 10. I would, I would appreciate that so much and see you tomorrow with a new episode of this podcast. Bye-bye.